Welcome back, my friends, to the Derate the Hate podcast. I am your host, Will from WolfPro.com, and in episode 86 of the podcast, we are going to be talking a little bit about forgiveness. As always, the Derate the Hate podcast is all about bettering the world one attitude at a time. And that all begins with us as individuals, because we did not create the hate, but with your help, we can derate the hate. So what have you done today to make your life a better life? What have you done today to make the world a better place? Again, individuals, individuals making choices is what's going to be the way forward. It's going to be what we need to do to make our world a better place. One real simple way you can make the world a better place, help me get the word out about the Derate the Hate podcast. Share us with all your friends. Share us on social media. Jump on pretty much any audio platform you can get a podcast and leave us a rating, leave us of a review. It's, uh, it's greatly appreciated. It does a lot to help the cause. Now, like I said, we're talking today about forgiveness. Forgiveness is not something that comes incredibly easy to everybody. Uh, sometimes, depending on the situation, forgiveness can be one of the most difficult things a person could ever imagine doing. But what you might not know is that forgiveness is actually for you. It's not necessarily for the other person. It's for you and helping you find a way forward. Our guest in this week's episode is Chris Singleton. Now, Chris is a former professional athlete drafted by the Chicago Cubs. He played ball for a while, but is now best known for being a professional and inspirational speaker following the loss of his mother in a racially motivated mass shooting at the Mother Emanuel Church in Charleston, South Carolina back in 2015. Chris is not only an inspirational speaker, but a best-selling author who has shared his message of unity and racial reconciliation with clients such as Microsoft, Biogen, the Houston Texans, the Washington Wizards, and so many more. He shares with over 50 organizations and over 30,000 students annually, and he resides with his spouse, Mariana, and his sons, CJ and Caden, in Charleston, South Carolina. Now, Chris is one incredibly impressive young man with an awesome story about forgiveness, reconciliation, triumph over turbulence. One of the greatest things that I have the opportunity to do on this podcast is talk to people like Chris, get their story out there, get their message out there, and his message is truly one about love over hate, proving to people that love is stronger than hate. So with that, let's jump right into that interview. You're not going to want to miss this conversation with Chris Singleton. Let's go. Chris Singleton, so grateful to have you on the D-Rate the Hate podcast, man. I very much appreciate your time. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you having me on for sure. Chris, your message is so inspiring. But when I started checking out uh, checking out your site and I saw you wearing this shirt that said, love is stronger than hate, I'm like, I've got to get this guy on the D-Rate the Hate podcast as soon as I saw as soon as I saw that shirt and, and saw a little bit about you, I was like, I, I know I want to talk to him. And then I found out a little bit more about how that how that message started and your your story of, of overcoming adversity and, and forgiveness. So, Chris, uh, for the for the D Ray to Hate listeners, let's talk a little bit about 2015 and kind of the catalyst for for your journey to forgiveness, and uh, more importantly, what you've been able to do since then. So let's start off and talk about 
what happened in uh, in 2015, the Mother Emanuel Church? Yeah, well, well, number one, man, thank you so much for having me on. Um, and, you know, the incident of what you're speaking of is uh, June 17, 2015. And it was a racially motivated, motivated mass shooting at my church. Um, a guy by the name of Dylan Roof, a self-proclaimed white supremacist, um, had a mission of starting a race war in the country. That was his mission. Uh, and he, and he, and he sought out, he you know, set out to take lives at a church. And that's exactly what he did. Uh, I'm thankful that the mission that he was on of creating a race war didn't happen. Uh, but I lost my mom in that shooting, right? I lost my mom. She was 45 years young, single mother of three, extremely hardworking. And she was shot multiple times while she was praying um, at my church. And, you know, this is what all of the this mission that I have when you talked about the love is stronger than hate t-shirt that I was wearing and you know all the stuff that I do now is it's because of what happened to me and my family uh, when we lost our mom beforehand. I didn't, I just wanted to be a baseball player, man. I got to, I was lucky enough to play baseball for a while, but once I lost my mom, my, my mission in life definitely changed. I could imagine. I, 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 I can't personally imagine what that, that must have been like going through what, what you went through, but I can certainly ha- see how a, an event like that in a person's life can and totally change the trajectory uh, of what you're doing. And, and obviously the mission that you're on is so much better than the mission that the Dylan roof was on, on June 17th, uh, 2015. That's, I, I like to talk on this podcast a lot of times and, and bring to the listeners stories about awesomeness out of adversity people come overcoming adversity in their lives and you've really taken that to the next level. So I want to thank you for that. Talk about your mother and the, and the lessons that she taught you prior to her passing that gave you the strength to get to where you're at today, Chris. Yeah. Well, number one, man, my mother uh, was a very, very loving person. She was, you know, I joke around saying that she would have struggled in the COVID era because you know, she always want to give you a hug, kiss you on the cheek kind of person. Right. And so she would have struggled with that. Uh, but also, man, my you know, I saw just the compassion that she had with with my father. My father was an alcoholic and uh, struggled really bad with it, um, unfortunately. And uh, I saw the way that she still loved him. And e- even through the disease that he had and, you know, going through that, I, I, I've learned to love people where they are sometimes. Um even though we don't want them to be where they are, where they are sometimes, but I've, I've learned that from her. Uh, I've also learned, you know, my mother grew up in the projects and was an athlete. So she got a full-time track scholarship to run in college. And I got some of those athletic abilities, luckily, but funny, fun fact is that she didn't, didn't let me beat her in a race until seventh grade. Right. till I finally could actually win. (laughs) Um, But, you know, other than that, man, she was caring. She was compassionate. You know, my father was, you know, struggled with alcoholism. Um, but she loved him where he was, right? She loved him where he was. And I think I've, I've learned to love people where they are, even if we want them to, you know, strive to be better, of course, and be better people, uh, loving them where they are. And I think that's perfect in, you know, in, in, in what you're trying to do and what I'm trying to do. Sometimes our family members, right, they may still be thinking hateful things and, you know, it may take slowly but surely pushing them along the, the right path for them to uh, see where what we see and, and the way that we see. Um, but she also, man, she also was a a kind of mom that wouldn't let me talk slang. You know, she would always hit me upside the back of the head and say, boy, you better say it the right way. Right. 
And I think it's funny now because, you know, now I speak professionally, you know, all over the country and, uh, fun, you know, I'll actually be in Minnesota on uh, uh, Monday. I'll be in, uh, I believe I'm going to be at Eden Prairie School District in Minnesota. Oh, very cool. Uh, yeah. So, so, you know, doing that is funny that I, I'm doing this now. My mother was a, was, was big on communication. So it all plays out in some weird way. It all works out. Yeah. Well, and, you know, having a, having a strong parental figure in your life uh, is incredibly important. And then your mother, you know, being a strong woman of faith and, you know, not letting you get away with, uh, you know, whether it be the talk and the slang or not being the best Chris that Chris could be, or it's so important. And, you know, talk about, Let's talk about forgiveness, Chris, because I know, like I said, I can't imagine going through what you went through back in June of 2015. I can't even, I don't think most people, and thank God most people can't imagine that, and most people will never go through that. But when that happened, you found a way through it that I think a lot of people would find just, just completely foreign to their brains, you know, being able to forgive. And I want you to talk about forgiveness and I want you to talk about forgiveness as you understand it and and as, as you do it and what it took within you to forgive. Absolutely, man. I'd love to. So uh, number one, it's hard for me to share forgiveness without my faith uh, because before I would have never imagined that I would forgive my mother's killer, right, for taking her away because she's black. I would have said, there's no way in the world you're crazy. There's no way in the world that I'm going to do that. Uh, and when I did it, it was something out of this world. You know, I can't even take credit for it because sometimes things happen in our lives where it's like it's placed on us. Uh, I, I describe it as when you're driving home sometimes and you don't even realize what light was red or what stop sign you, you know, you, you sometimes you're on autopilot. And I felt like I was on autopilot that day when I forgave my mother's killer. But I realized why. I realized why and the power of forgiveness, because oftentimes when we talk about forgiveness, we think that it's weakness. We think we're, we're doing it for the other person. But I realized forgiveness is actually for you. Uh, it allows you to move forward. And I, I, don't, I don't say move on because you don't move on from certain things, but you can't move forward in your grieving process. You can move forward in uh, trying to flip that tragedy to be your testimony or the, tr- the pain to be your purpose now. So I've moved forward in my life. Um, another thing that I realized why forgiveness is important. And if we don't do this, then we will never, we will never get there. So for me in my mind, I keep saying, you know, what's on the other side of forgiveness for you, right? And in my case, I don't have to look at all young white men as being racist if I forgive my mother's killer, right? And so when we talk about forgiveness, we sometimes it's like a just word we loft out there. But true forgiveness for me means I, I, I'm going to say it out loud. I'm, I forgive Dylan Roof for murdering my mom uh, on June 17, 2015. We say it out loud and we say what is on the other side of it. For me, on the other side of it, I can I can be a great husband. I can be a great father. I won't constantly think about my, the way that my mother was murdered. Um, so those are the things that's on the other side of forgiveness. Uh, even as a believer, you know, when we you know, the, the good book tells us to forgive and we will be forgiven. Like I think about those things, like there's gotta be, there's a reward for it. And if there's no reward for forgiving somebody, then what, you know, as a human being, why would we do that? And so we have to think about what that reward is on the other side of forgiveness for us to move forward in our lives. And 
Uh, that's something that I champion because, um, you know, a student asked me the other day, they asked, uh, you know, where's your mother's killer being held? And forgiveness for me means I, I didn't even know where he was being held at. I didn't know. You know, I knew he got the death penalty, but that's all that I, I knew. I didn't know anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, and forgiveness has freed me from needing an apology. He's never said sorry, but I don't need one with forgiveness. It's like reaching my hand out and I feel good because I, re- you know, I reached my hand out for them to shake. And if they don't shake it, hey, you know, I did my part. Um, and that's what forgiveness has done for me. And so hopefully that, that that describes it practically. But also I had to share my faith in how I didn't expect that to happen at all. No, that's that's an incredible explanation, Chris. And I love that because, you know, I, I talk a lot. Uh, whether it be in my personal life or, or on this podcast or in, in my professional life, whatever, I talk a lot about you know us not being able to control every aspect or, or everything that happens to us in our lives, but we have total control over how we react to it, and, and oftentimes that that reaction is well, it, most of the time that reaction will fully determine how we move on with our lives. You know, I, I, I think about things that have happened in my past and, and certainly nothing that equates to, to what you're talking about. But the, the times that I've been done wrong in my life and the things that that, you know, I, I look at things that have happened to other people in my life. And we have to find a way to get to that other side, like you're talking about, you know, finding a way to move beyond it, because holding on to that animosity like you could hold on to animosity and, and and anger and and just let that pain burn you up inside for the rest of your life, but how's that gonna how's that gonna benefit you? It, it's not. So I think it's so important what you talk about in that forgiveness being for you, that that extending of, of that hand being the best way for you to get to the other side, and it really has no bearing on. You're not telling anybody it's okay that what happened but that forgiveness is for you not for anybody else and it makes you the better person yeah there's there's also two things that we forget sometimes when we talk about forgiveness like there can be forgiveness and justice done at the same time right Mm -hmm. um so in my case i don't want to see my mother's killer walking on the streets whistling because he's never said sorry for what he's done he the closest thing he's ever said to sorry is you know i don't know if i could do it again because people were so nice to me is what he said and so when I hear things like that, it's not that I want him to be walking on the streets and you know, probably do that again. Absolutely not. I want justice to be served and and make sure he's away from people to, that he won't be able to harm anybody else. But for, by forgiving him, you know, I honestly think he one day does apologize. I, I, I hope one day he changes his thinking and stops the next deal on the roof from doing something like that. Um, so I think that we have to remember that justice and forgiveness can 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 both be. Uh, hand in hand. Another thing that um, I saw a quote that says, well, there's two of them. One of them says, forgiveness is setting a prisoner free only to later realize that you yourself were the prisoner, um, which I thought was so powerful. And another quote that said, uh, you know, if you want to get revenge, that's awesome. Just make sure that you dig two graves while you're at it, right? Because you're not only going to get them, but you're wasting away your life trying to get revenge to the other person. So uh, it's exactly what you mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's so true. You know, I've talked, I've talked to all kinds of people on this podcast. One of the things that that I love best about doing this podcast, Chris, is, is I get to to speak to a diverse 
range of people that have been through any number of different things. You know, and I've talked to a couple former white supremacists on this podcast uh, in a couple different episodes. I talked to um, Jeff Scoop back in uh, episode 70, who's the former head of the, the American neo-Nazis, the National Socialist Party. And, and he has completely turned his life around and, and now works towards the de-radicalization of white supremacists. Because, mm. you know, he, after being in that movement for so many years, and then he started to work with a, a guy named Daryl Davis. I don't know if you're, you're familiar with Daryl Davis or if you've heard of him, but just some things that, that happened in his life, and, and, and thankfully they did, because he, he brings a different perspective to the idea. And one of the things that he talks about, and he's talked at the, the Simon Wiesenthal Center about, you know, he's, he's, he's spoken to, to people that have been involved in, in mass shootings and, and really got up close with the pain that that causes and the damage that that, that mindset of white supremacy does. And, and it just, it, it makes me, it gives me hope that there are ways to get those people away from that before they do, before they become the next Dylan Roof. You know, it, when, when you can take the mindset of that white supremacy and that just hateful mind and get it before it comes to fruition in a mass shooting in a church like, like it took your mom or, you know, the, uh, the school shootings, uh, that take place, uh, or, or the, you know, mosque bombings I've talked to, well, he go he goes by, uh, average Muhammad, you know, he talks about de-radicalizing Muslim extremists, you know, before they take their, their hate to fruition and take their ideology and turn it into a, a hateful murder spree. Being able to change those minds, change the hearts and the minds of those that are, that are filled with hate and do it before, go into a church and shoot up a church or a mosque or a school or, or whatever. I think it's very important what you're doing, Chris, because getting that mind or getting to their minds, getting to their hearts and minds and trying to change it before it happens is, is, the, right, is the right message. So talk about your love is, love is stronger than hate, love over hate message. Uh, I know you talk all over the country. You're doing incredible work. Talk about that message. Talk about what you're doing and what you talk to these big, whether it be a big corporation or a school classroom in, in Eden Prairie, Minnesota. What is Chris Singleton's message and how are you getting it across? How are you getting to those hearts and minds? Yeah, man. Well, it's twofold. Um, number one, I'll say when we talk about love is stronger than hate. I think for me, uh, when we have different points of view, when we have different opinions, uh, if, we, if I want to change your mind, I got to love you. And by, 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 by doing that, I want to place a blanket of information. I want to place a blanket of my story on you. I don't want to throw a brick of this or a brick of that, right? Even though when we think different than someone, we want to tell them exactly where they're wrong or why they're wrong. Like we want to just hit them with all these things and people are dodging that, right? Unfortunately. So when we talk about love being stronger than hate, if I want to change your heart, I have to love you. Um, unfortunately, you're not, even if I'm, if I'm right and I'm doing the right thing, if, if I'm doing it, if I'm not doing it in a way where you feel safe, you're not, you're going to dodge all that stuff. Uh, for me, my, my, my biggest message when I share with organizations, with schools, with anybody, 
Um, there's, I could say there's two. As I've done it, I've just start, starts to keep evolving. But number one, I remind people, like you mentioned earlier, that nobody chooses their skin color, right? Nobody chooses their first language. Nobody chooses where they're born, who they're born to. And so I would never hate somebody for those things. And they should never hate me for them just as well, because none of us chose them. At the core of who we are, we didn't choose it. And so that's my, my, my number one message. But also, man, when we meet somebody and we get a little older and uh, we, we, we see them and we start to judge them, I want us to remember by, that behind every stance, there's a story. And so if, if somebody just comes out with their stance and it's not like what you it's not something you agree with, you're going to immediately turn your ears off. You don't want to listen anymore. But if we keep thinking about them and their stories before their stances, you'll, there's empathy there. You know, the example that I give a lot of times is that I lost my mom and she was shot multiple times while she was praying. And that's my story. Right. So my stance is that I, I personally don't like guns because I lost my mom in a terrible way that involved gun violence. Right. Mm-hmm. And so people can understand why I personally don't like them because of my story. But if if I were to just come out and tell somebody, hey, I don't like guns, they probably would stop listening immediately because if they if they're a person that supports them and on the flip side, if a person grew up and they went hunting or they went shooting with their grandfather all the time and they tell me that story and they follow that up with telling me how they love guns. Guess what? I understand just as well. But the problem that we face is that in our day and age, we we hear somebody's stance and we stop listening. We don't care about their story. And I think if we were to listen more to somebody's story uh, before or after hearing their stance, I think there's a lot more good that we can do in the world. No doubt about it, Chris. No doubt about it. And actually, it's funny that you you bring that up in that way because you know I've had I've had conversations. Like I said, I've had conversations with people that run the gambit on this on on this podcast. And one of the most common things that that I talk about with people who would like to get their point across to people uh, of differing mindsets is just that finding the humanity in those people you disagree with being able to find that humanity so that you actually do listen and do understand. You know, I had, I had a conversation with a gentleman named uh, Angel Eduardo uh, a while back, and he, he talks about star manning and steel manning and, and had a, had a really fascinating mindset when it came to the concept of race. He's a person of color. And, and he just, that whole thing of getting past those things that make us different and just finding the humanity in the other person so that we're not arguing with a monster or we're not making a monster out of those that we disagree with and and, and being able to really articulate the other side's position. You know, I, I've got a I've got an upcoming project that I'm working on in conjunction with the uh the D Rate the Hate podcast and Braver Angels. It's another organization that I participate in events and do some work with that uh tries to basically help people with a better and more positive discourse, you know, in their conversations, people of differing mindsets, mostly political, but, and I'm going to be working on a project, kind of a round table of sorts where, where we get together, we talk about an issue. I'll have a group of people on one side of an issue, a group of people on another side of an issue. They'll talk about, and actually our first concept or or the first uh, episode is going to be about guns. So, so it's very fascinating that you brought that up. It's coming up in a couple of weeks. But we'll have somebody on pro-Second Amendment side, a group, and a group on the you know, pro-more gun control 
side and they'll each speak their point, but then they'll have to also articulate that they fully understand the humanity behind the other's position. So just like you and I are talking here, I grew up around guns. I've been, you know, I've got multiple guns. I've been around guns my whole life. You know, I I grew up with them. I've been hunting since I was a little tiny kid. I, uh, I love to shoot for, for sport. I, I shoot for hunting. I collect uh, guns just because I like guns, but I totally understand Chris Singleton's side of the issue. You know, I, I can, I can see that because the humanity in Chris Singleton is what I see. And you're more than just a anti-gun stance. You've got a lot of reason for feeling the way that you feel. And that doesn't make you who you are. That doesn't completely define you just like your skin color doesn't define Chris Singleton. You know, the fact that you're anti-gun doesn't define Chris Singleton. You as a human being, and all the love that you put out there defines Chris Singleton. Absolutely, man. I couldn't. I couldn't have said it any better. You see, when we when we talk as human beings and we talk about things that we've gone through, when you know, you talk about growing up and hunting and stuff like that. You know, if I would have grown up hunting, it would have been normal for me to see you know see a gun, and and I've never been that way for me. It's always been, you know, unfortunately, just thinking about my mom. But you understand somebody else's side of the story or their side of the stance when, you know, you hear that story, which I think is a beautiful thing that more people need to do. And so kudos to you for, for that, the panel that you're about to put on, man. I think there's going to be some, some good stuff that comes from that, man. There's going to be a lot of understanding. Sometimes, unfortunately, we listen to tell somebody where they're wrong. We listen to, you know, immediately say, Oh, well, that's where I got you, you know, instead of listening just to understand where that person is coming from. Right. I want to, you know, I give the example sometimes, uh, if somebody comes to you and says that two plus two is five and you know that two plus two is four, instead of being the person that says, you know what, I'm done listening because you're wrong, whatever. I know it's four. I've always been taught it's four. What if we said, let me just see how in the world they even got to five because I want to figure that one out. You know, the next person that comes along, they might be saying, hey, two plus two is five. And you can say, you know what, I bet I know why you're thinking that. And now I can teach you in this moment. Instead of saying, up oh, two plus two is four, and I'm not thinking about them, this person ever again, there's somebody else that you may be able to persuade by just learning from them or listening to them. And so that's something that I'm doing. It's something I see that you're doing, man. So uh, I'm glad that I'm, I'm on this podcast. I'm glad you're doing the work that you're doing, brother. Yeah, man. It's 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 so incredibly important what you're doing. I think people like you and I that, that are, are just out there trying to put out that message, trying to spread love and humanity uh, as opposed to, you know, there's always going to be things, Chris, that we, we disagree, you know, disagree about. It's, it's, it's just nature. It's just human nature. But It's, it's beautiful though. We don't want everybody to look the same and no. do the same thing. That's boring. And that's not a world we want to live in. Right. No, you know, that's, uh, you know, I think about the, the cancel culture and the different things that are going on now and people shouting down people of different mindsets and, and not even allowing them to speak and, and rather than finding the humanity in people with different opinions, they would rather shut them up and, and not listen. And we have to use love. We have to use understanding. We have to seek clarity more than agreement. You know, you and I don't have to agree on on anything. We can try to make sure that I'm clear about how you come to your mindset and you're clear about how I come to my mindset. 
And whether we agree or not, we can see the humanity in each other. And we're brothers. You know, it, it's a beautiful Absolutely. thing. You know, Absolutely. Man, so I'll give you this example. I'll give you an example. My, my, one, of my, one of my best friends, I got two best friends in the world, right? One of my best friends, he always carries a gun everywhere he goes, right? And he knows how I feel about him. So you know what he does? He just never pulls it out. He never does anything to where I can see it in front of him, you know? And he's one of my best friends. I know he's got a gun. He always carries one with him, right? He's got his uh, concealed weapons permit. And so he carries it wherever he goes. But he he understands my feelings. He understands how I am about it. So he doesn't, you know, he just makes me feel safe, right? He feels mm-hmm. safe because he's always carrying his, his gun, but he makes mm-hmm. me feel safe because I don't see it. He just keeps it to where, you know, I would never know if I didn't know him, you know? Right. So right. things like that. It's just little things that we can do to uh, make sure that one another, we're, we're, we're looking out for one another, right? And I would right. never ask him to not bring his gun around because I know that's what makes him feel safe. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's just that's just how we, we we've learned to learn how to help one another, even though we think differently, like you're like you're saying. Right. No. And and to take that to the next level, it, it's beautiful that while it, it's not something that that you're comfortable with and you understand, you understand him and, and why he does what he does. And it doesn't have to be a a topic of conversation. It doesn't have to be in the forefront of your relationship. It, it doesn't even have to be known or talked about, you know, it can just be one of those silent things in our background. You know, all of my friends, there's stuff that my friends do at home or, or whether, you know, whether it be on their jobs or with their wives or, or, or whatever the case may be, I don't need to know every aspect about them. I just, <laughs> you know, it, it's one of those things that it goes without saying it doesn't have to be the focus of our relationship. And, and I think a lot of people need to need to start realizing that, you know, whether it be politics or, you know, divisive subjects like whether it be guns or, or any number, they try to turn everything in device into into a divisive <laughs> subject nowadays. Yeah. But the great thing about it is those don't have to be the focal point uh, of your and my relationship. You know, if you and I were walking down the street together, you know. Why should we focus on those things with which we don't agree? Let's focus on the things that we do agree upon and just be friends, man. I, I would I would imagine that you and I would have a lot more in common than those things that we don't have in common. Absolutely. And why focus each day or why focus on the time that we have together on this earth on those things which we disagree versus all the things that I'm sure we agree upon so you know i love your message chris and i appreciate what you're doing it's so important and uh keep it up man it's it's so awesome is there anything that you want to leave the dth listeners with any any call to action anything you've got coming up i know uh well by the time this airs you'll have you'll have already been in eden prairie but uh we got listeners all around the world so what do you got coming up what what do you want people to do how do they get in touch with you and how do they get part of this love is greater than hate message? Yeah, man. So I'd say, you know, my social medias, uh, all of my social medias, I think are verified. So if you want to hit me up on there, follow, follow my journey. It's uh, Chris Singleton or C Singleton underscore two. Uh, another thing that I have coming up is uh, I write children's books. It's one of my passions, man. So next year I've got my, my, another, my third children's book coming out called Baseball Around the World. I'm a baseball guy, right? Got drafted by the Cubs, played a little bit in the minors, but I love the sport. And so just teaching about the different cultures that are playing the game. 
Um, got that coming out. So I'd love people to support that. But more than anything, man, when you when you see somebody um, or you hear somebody that thinks different than you, don't automatically write them off. Remember that they got a story behind their stance just like you do behind yours. Awesome. I, I, I love your message. Keep it up, Chris. So important. Keep on derating that hate and uh, keep doing what you do. Thanks a lot. Thank you for the opportunity, brother. Friends, nobody, and I, and I mean nobody, wants to even imagine going through something like Chris Singleton went through. But the strength that he has shown, the overcoming of adversity, the message that he's putting out there could not be more important. It could not be a more important message that love has to be stronger than hate. We have to forgive in order to find a way forward. There will always be evil forces out there. There will always be hateful people out there. But we have to have a message stronger than those evil and hateful monsters. Part of that is actually recognizing what real evil is and what real evil is not. A lot of the stuff that we have and we encounter in our lives today is not evil. Those people we disagree with, just like Chris and I talked about in this conversation, just because we disagree with somebody doesn't make them a monster. It doesn't make them evil. So let's not pretend do a huge disservice to those who have suffered real evil by pretending that disagreeing or having a different mindset or holding a different position on a controversial topic makes that other person a monster. So just like Chris and I talked about, I have a new venture coming up here shortly. Uh, in, in the next couple weeks, there is going to be a new podcast Associated with the Derate the Hate podcast, obviously, it's going to be another Wilkes World production, hopefully done in coordination with a lot of the people from Braver Angels, who you may have heard me talk about before. But we're going to be taking controversial topics, we're going to be taking people on both sides of those topics, having a conversation about them, not a debate, but it's going to be an exercise in clarity, an exercise in understanding where people can have that conversation. They can see the humanity in the other side, and they can clearly articulate what makes those people on the other side hold that position. So be watching out for that. I will have more information on that podcast that will start coming out on Sundays. I believe at first I think I'll just be doing it once a month on Sundays, but that podcast will start this month, providing everything goes all right. That podcast will start this month, and it's going to be something that you're not going to want to miss. It's definitely going to be an exercise in understanding, an exercise in humility, humanity, and uh, really getting to know the other side of the issue in a way that I don't think gets brought out an awful lot on, on many platforms. So, again, friends, going back to the Chris Singleton thing, love is stronger than hate. Love has to be stronger than hate. We have to promote love over hate. We can't let those evil and hateful forces win, my friends. It is so important. Chris Singleton, thank you so much for joining the D-Rate the Hate podcast. So grateful to have guests like Chris and others on this podcast to bring out that very, very, very important message. I just want to make everybody aware, Chris does offer speaking engagements for all levels of education as well as corporate bookings. His most recent service is coaching 
consultations, and professional coaching development. You can get all of Chris's social media handles and contact information in our show notes, so be sure to visit there as well. With that, we're going to wrap things up. I'm going to tell you, get out there, be kind to one another, be grateful for everything that you've got, and remember, it's up to you and only you to make each and every day the day that you want it to be. Friends, please, again, I ask, just share this podcast. So much important information, such an important mission, bettering the world one attitude at a time. With that, I'm going to back on out of here, and we'll catch you next week.